Welcome to the Influencer Marketing Blueprint, where we teach e-commerce brands the three-step formula that drives revenue, not just likes. I'm Cody Woodick. And I'm Taylor Lagasse, and we're here to guide you to influencer marketing success. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Um, today, we're going to be talking about influencer marketing, of course, but influencer marketing um, and how to think about hiring against it. So previous episode, we talked a lot about the how-tos of seeding. You might have been thinking, man, that sounds great, but sure as hell, I'm not going to be the one doing that because that's a lot of labor. You know, you're a brand owner. You have a lot going on in your business. You got to be thinking about how you're going to grow your business, not in the weeds. And so very much the last episode was a lot of the weeds and exact how-tos. So that thing that you might be thinking is, who can I assign this to? Do I hire an agency? Do I hire an employee? We're going to be getting into all that today, um, talking about exactly how to think about hiring an agency versus in-house employee, overseas contractors, all the above. So Taylor, take it away. Just kidding. <laughs> Talk up, to man? me. How yeah. are you doing, man? Great intro. Do you get paid to do this? Uh, not enough not enough mm. so yeah like i mentioned we talked a lot about you know influence marketing and the how-tos of seeding how to reach out how to send product how to track organic posting things of that nature so there's a lot of steps involved and what all that entails so we're going to be showcasing do you want to give people before i sh eventually share my screen for the the video viewers on YouTube. That's right. Um, a little taste, maybe like an overview of the influence marketing pyramid for people just listening on audio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as you've heard us say, probably at some point in every podcast at this point, it all starts with laying the foundations properly uh, with the initial step being influencer seeding, seeding out your product, no strings attached, building the relationship on giving, not asking. From there, you're going to see a pool of people that just organically post content free of cost, not because you asked, just because they love you, your brand, and your product. From there, you're going to repurpose that content into paid ads. You're also going to ask people to be a part of your affiliate program, taking uh, transcending the pyramid. And then from there, you're going to be able to see who are your top performers um, within your affiliate program, who are your top performers uh, within your paid media, whose content performed as ads. You're going to be able to then assess and identify who you want to be your ambassadors, um, people that you're going to be paying for long-term contracts for, you know, consistent content being created on a monthly basis, as well as uh, consistent content being posted. And then all the way up to flag bearers, who are the faces of your brand, uh, in which Cody and I would both strongly recommend starting with micros here and always incorporating micros in a very vast way. But when the time comes and you've done your due diligence to get a face, that's where your flag bearer will be. So that's a quick recap, but see you then. Yeah. And for people viewing on video, um, you can see on screen just an exact influencer pyramid. So these are all the things that we would say are involved in influence marketing and the proper steps into building a full-fledged influence marketing program. So it's a lot. <laughs> um, when you look at this, there's a lot going on here. So what we're going to propose is basically that one person can't do all this. And from... What? Frank. My personal experience at Kalo, I was actually responsible for doing all this, yet I was 
certainly not paid like I was supposed to be doing all this uh, little shot at back of the Kalo days. But um, no, it, I just didn't have time to do it. I was negotiating with big flag bearers, you know, trying to get long-term contracts with Dale Earnhardt Juniors of the world. And I was responsible for seeding and getting the product out there to as many people as possible. What fell off the map is like everything in between, you know, I would, I would do, you know, certain months I would have certain focuses where I, would, I could do it. But one person, if you guys have the goals of to scale an influence marketing program, you just certainly can't do it. And so we could do, we could riff on a whole episode on the influencer marketing period and, or pyramid and probably will, but just kind of give you a preview of like all the different steps involved um, to really steward influence marketing program well. It's a lot. And being that one person that couldn't do it all, I know for a fact that one person can't do it today with even more involved. So when it comes to hiring, when should people think about hiring for influencer marketing? I mean, right away, <laughs> you should be doing influencer marketing from the jump, right? You should be seeding your product out prior to even, you know, the date of your product going live. It should be going, being sent out to people in preparation for that date. So, I mean, when do you hire for it? Prior to launch date, whether that's an agency or an employee, my, my personal opinion here, and you should have it a part of your mix all the way through the lifetime of your business. It's just only for thing to expand more and more and more as time progresses. So, yeah, I'm assuming that's what we're going to be chatting about today. But what, where would you say uh, on your end where you think they should be hired and who should be hired? Well, I mean, what I heard you say is basically hire for it when you're wanting to invest in a... <laughs> Right. Like essentially it's just like if you're going to invest in influence marketing, you should be hiring against that just like any For other sure. marketing channel. So, but who that is, I think that's the question at hand today is just like, basically there's a common question of like, okay, should I hire an agency or should I hire in house? And how would you go about thinking about that? I think the first thing is you definitely want first. And I mean, first and foremost, in my opinion here would be, you want to make sure that you own the relationships as the brand. So, I mean, whether you're going to work yeah. externally or internally, you got to make sure that if someone's going to serve your brand in this way as an agency, that you own the relationships. It's not them going to the influencer as themselves and then they're a gatekeeper to these relationships and you only touch base with them every so often, but you only communicate through them. You want to avoid that at all costs. So, a lot of people will think that's the alternative to that where an agency can, you know, get one of your brand's email addresses, reach out from your social handles. Maybe that doesn't exist for a lot of influencer agencies, but it does. So if you are going to work with an agency, I would highly recommend you work in one, work with one in which that operates out of that place is representing your brand, not as a gatekeeper. So a lot of people would probably say that's a huge con of working with an agency, but yeah, whether I mean, you do it internally or externally, make sure that's oh, whoopsies, make sure that's there. And that's coming from an agency, right? <laughs> we're, I mean, we're really promoting like relationships in house. Like any agency, like you're saying, is that's hoarding relationships or has a roster that you can't touch. Yeah, that's a big red flag. One hundred percent. So, I mean, that's first and foremost that comes to mind. But what also, what also comes to mind for you here? As far as like when, I don't know if there's a magic because you know we work with brands that only work with agencies and they don't really hire anybody for this channel or they just mm. outsource everything that 
and they're $50 million revenue plus brands. Um, right. But we also work with, you know, the ones that are just trying to build it out and really want to hire employees. I think there's pros and cons of both, which we can, I think it, it, you know, I opened with one person can't do influencer marketing. And if they fully can't, if they're fully, their job is to do influencer marketing for X, Y, and Z brand, and they can't do it all, then certainly one person freshly can't do it, which we see happen a lot, right? Like people doing email and their social and PR influencer, and they like get paired together. It's just that like, you're going to get the fractional return because you're only investing. So I would say if you do decide to hire one employee that's going to be saying, hey, influence marketing manager, influence marketing coordinator, you do need help in one of two ways, either hiring an agency to supplement other, you know, other parts of that pyramid. Right. So to use us as an example, we do seating, obviously we do seating campaigns. We're handling that specific part, but everything else that one other employee could manage in theory. So at least we're taking that off their plate. I would still say she probably needs, she or he needs additional help. And if you're not going to hire an agency, then I would say hiring at least overseas contractors. And we can go into like, not the how to's, but just, you know, what you would hire it for. I mean, people listening may not like this, but I I could see us agreeing on this. Ultimately, you're probably going to have someone owning each like level of that pyramid internally like as employees even if you have an agency long term like if you think about you know you are building this influencer marketing program and it's going to continue to become more and more robust long term someone will probably own seating internally you might have an agency that helps that long term you might have someone that runs your affiliate program internally but you'll probably have an agency helping run that like paid media obviously someone's going to be internally running that or you have an agency running it but someone also will probably own getting influencer content over to paid media at that point. But like, how do we start? I love this conversation, but long-term pyramid wise, if it continues to become more robust, there's probably going to be a person per step of this pyramid. Mm -hmm. Um, Someone will own the Dale Earnhardt Jr. negotiations and all the flag bearers and the faces of the brand. So where do you start? You probably start with seeding and hiring against that first and foremost. And then as you find success, continue to hire against it. I love that. You can do that with overseas contractors too, like certain parts 100%. of the, the steps of the process for doing seeding or, you know, sending out products is just the labor involved of, of identifying influencers and reaching out to mm-hmm. them um, that are incredibly laborious. And especially as you scale up the numbers, that just becomes a fully dedicated job. Like you're saying, like one person completely dedicated to that part of the pyramid I mean, to shout out Sean Frank at Ridge Wallets, you know, they invest six figures each month into influence marketing. They have six stateside employees and 12 overseas contractors. Yeah. They're a $50 million, going to be a $100 million brand, I think, that they're shooting for. So for if you're listening and you're like, well, I'm not even anywhere near that. Yeah, obviously you can scale down, but it just shows you as they have, as they invest in that channel, it the, the human resources behind that should be reflective of how much you're investing. Like, yeah, 
you know, for me at Kayla, my last year, I had a $1 million influencer budget, but I was one person. There's no way in hell I should have been managing all that money or be responsible for all these different things. And that's basically the same level that, you know, Ridge Wallets is doing at this time. So yeah, it's, it's incredibly, uh, confusing on which steps to take. And so hopefully the conversation thus far is giving you some sort of clarity on like ways that which you can hire against if you are going to be investing, which we would obviously strongly suggest you invest in the channel. But let's get into, I mean, we're obviously an agency, so we don't want to be just kind of, you know, communicating like, oh, hire an agency, hire an agency, which I hope the conversation thus far has not been, you know, that. But like pros and cons of an agency, if you're going to think, well, let's just, let's start with the cons. Like, what would you say are like a, a con of working with the agency is? I mean, we can just hit it on the head of the nail and just kind of shoot ourselves in the foot here. Like the con of potentially working with us right from the jump, right, is we're start, like our minimum starts at identifying, reaching out to 500 influencers, right? And if you're, if you're mm-hmm. hesitant about this channel and you wanted to see the proof in the pudding, although I would probably still recommend doing the 500, but what I would suggest, like people that are hesitant around that, yeah, I probably would just hire one person internally, get a couple contracts overseas, and try seeding at a smaller scale to begin with. Mm-hmm. And if the numbers pan out accordingly, you're probably you're not going to be able to identify and reach out to 500 and then start seeding them. That yeah. ultimately leads to 30 influencers posting 60 to 90 total assets. Right? Maybe you reach out to 100 though. You know, identify and reach out to 100. If the numbers pan out in the way that we're suggesting, you found success here. Once you find success and it proves out an agency that lives and breathes and does this every day and they have a robust team servicing you, they become the more affordable option Mm -hmm. Um, because it's it's probably just the expense of one employee that's, you know, second tier, not entry level. That's probably the cost instead of you hiring, you know, five X what you just currently hired to get the hundred and, you know, the hundred influencers. So pros and cons, like it's a little bit of an investment up front without the proof in the pudding and working with us. And so if you want it, start smaller, but then we become the more affordable option there. Right. But that's just speaking directly to kinship. But what are the other pros and cons then? Well, as you're kind of speaking to that too, is like, you know, there's certainly agencies out there that are cheaper than us, or there's plenty of agencies that are not only not like equal to or way below hiring one employee, but what happens is, is it becomes mm-hmm. sort of a race to the bottom and the attention that you deserve ends up being a, like the same as a fractional employee would give you, or even just even worse than one dedicated influencer marketing person, right? Because you're paying them like $2,500 a month, super cheap. But in order for that agency to make money, they need to scale a bunch of those. And then, so you get fraction of a fraction of a fraction of attention. And now you're actually even worse than having just someone in house because you lose out on all the pros of having someone in house, which is like, I mean, to a certain degree, you can build the relationships more in house. Like I think of my days at Kalo, like just everybody just knew me. It was always me talking to them. And you can't grow with the company, like necessarily like grow in knowledge and grow into like being fully thought out in terms of like the influence of marketing. So you're losing out on some of the pros of having an in-house employee that can grow and grow in these relationships. Yeah. So that going back to like, I think that's one of the cons of an agency. If you're going to pay low fees, you're going to 
get what you pay for in that way. And so you're actually, you're wasting money at that point. And that's one of the cons. Like if you're, if you're, you're promised all this attention, but it's literally just not possible uh, for an agency to like, you know, undercharge because they're in the business and the math just doesn't make sense. They need to scale. So they need to set, you know, you're getting entry level employees that aren't giving the attention you deserve. So yeah, that's, that's definitely one con of an agency in that price point model. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, like you're saying, you can't blame them. If you're paying an agency 2,500 bucks for a hundred posts guaranteed per month, like Mm -hmm. let's be realistic here. What are those hundred posts going to be? They're not going to have much engagement. It's going to be, it's not going to be quality video content. It's not going to be what a lot of time Cody and I really preach here. Biggest value out of influencers is video content creation ability. That takes time to gauge. That takes a lot of time to filter with a white glove approach. So if someone's promised you a hundred posts for $2,500, red flag, like those aren't going to be quality guaranteed um, guaranteed or your money back on this podcast. Um, but it's just, it's just the truth of the matter. And just to let you into our process too, and, and to be overly transparent, like our identification process is like five to seven business days right now. And Cody and I are constantly thinking about how can we speed this up even more to service our clients quicker, but then it's about speed for the client or it's about the quality of service mm-hmm. and that's a that's you have to wrestle with that it's about the quality of service more so and at this point like sp- just spending 5 minutes or 10 minutes per creator <laughs> that you identify for 500 I just ran this math see them it's 80 plus hours and that's just what but that's what it takes to like find quality creators and you ain't paying someone 2500 bucks to take that time to identify the right people for one step of an extended <laughs> process you know, so yeah, just kind of going into the weeds there on this, on this, I but that. yeah, I mean, I, I, you're doubling down on a lot of points there, just the labor and investment involved, which speaks to one of the pros of an agency, right? Like the challenge of being able to find one in-house employee that possesses all the skills necessary and equipping them with all the top line software is extremely difficult, especially in this channel where there's just not a ton of. I would say quality experience or even just experience in general, it's becoming more and more, but you know, even five years ago, it's like influence marketing coordinator manager was not even really a popular role that you could find, let alone find like really like robust skills and experience. So the pro of working with an agency is like you have fully, you have, you know, you get an influence marketing arm, you get a paid ads arm. That's like, this is all they do. And they have, you know, they take on the cost of top of the line software or analytics and things like that, that you don't have to go spend. So whatever you're paying them is all like that's included in that fee. So you have to take that into account for some of the costs. So that's some of the, that's definitely one of the biggest pros is like you're getting a team of minds versus like one employee and one mind. Mm-hmm of working with a, a dedicated agency just in any marketing channel, right? Yeah, yeah. And the only con I, other con I can think about an agency, if I'm getting in the shoes of a brand owner, would just be they don't understand our brand. They don't understand you know, the brand as well as we do. And so how could they ever represent our brand as, as good as we can? That's another one. And then 
outside of that, like agency has multiple clients, so they're not just strictly focusing on us. Mm-hmm. It could be another one, like bandwidth. But those are things you can, obviously you can offboard brand to somebody. Yeah. You can teach that. You taught your employees that. And bandwidth-wise, that is a that is actually a question you should constantly be asking yourself if you choose to work with an agency. Do they have the bandwidth like for me? How quickly are they responding back to me? The quality of, of service there is something you should always be keeping right. keeping tabs on. And what we're arguing too is like bandwidth wise, you should be taking that into consideration with your one employee if you do have for it. For sure. Because it the bandwidth isn't there. And that's what we're basically saying. So that one employee needs overseas contractor help. It needs additional employees as you continue to scale, um, or it needs an agency to supplement things. And we've said this all the time too, is like we actually love when we work with brands that have an in-house dedicated employee to influence marketing or a team because we can we can take honestly the most laborious and hard hardest part of the pyramid off their plate or even the first couple steps off their plate and they can just hold hands with these influencers the ones that have proven to be genuine advocates and continue to walk with them and that's that's the exact pass off that we want to do so they definitely can work hand in hand together that's for sure it doesn't have to be an either or i mean all all three you could have an in-house employee, overseas contractors, and an agency all working together mm-hmm. and depending on how much you want to invest. Yeah. Yeah. I love the dream scenario you painted. Dream, yeah, like you're saying, like we're the, like if, if this in our dream scenario where we're the agency servicing a brand that has built out a robust program, like we're just the faucet, right? Mm-hmm. The top of the funnel, constantly building new relationships for the brand and the people that buy in proved to be genuine advocates of the brand hey pass the baton it's ideally when the baton gets past the brand right and then you guys focus on building those deeper relationships with the top performers with the advocates with the genuine product adopters and building out process around that so we're just the funnel we're the faucet that keeps more relationships coming in you keep going deeper with them love that well if you guys have any questions as this episode's coming to a close feel free to dm us on twitter or reach out to us at kynship.co. Certainly help you answer questions around when to hire and, and whether you're interested in us as an agency or not. That is a fully open door policy. We want to help you do influencer marketing the right way. That's all we care about. Whether we get to service you or not, obviously we'd love to service you. But at the end of the day, we just want to see you build out that pyramid for yourselves. So if you have any questions around to build this out internally when to hire an agency other agencies how to think about hiring overseas please please reach out we're happy to help all right all right that's all for today if you'd like some help developing your influence marketing campaign go ahead and dm us on twitter links are in the description or you can head to kinship.co to learn more and you can book a call there. That's K-Y-N-S-H-I-P dot C-O. At kinship.co, you also find tools, templates, and resources all designed to help you grow an influencer campaign that drives visibility and sales, not just likes. Thanks for tuning in as always, and we'll see you next week.